who sat was like, right, what do I have to do? Give me a list. Yeah. It gave me, you know, I've got to improve my income. I've got to um, pay down a credit card. I had to, you know, how could I change? They gave me lots of little tips and tricks to change. They gave me six months to do it. I think I did it in three weeks. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. Hello and welcome to Positive Investor Tales, stories from the front yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name is Tabitha Bright and I'm the head of coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So today, my guest is Carolyn Weston. And not only has she been a client, but she is also one of our fabulous coaches here at Positive Real Estate. And we discuss taking massive action, Refusing to let others' limitations dictate your own and how no obstacle is forever. She's got a fascinating story, guys, so make sure you tune in. Enjoy this conversation with Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. Awesome to have you here. Fabulous Carolyn Weston. And um, so glad you can be part of my podcast. Thank you, Tab. Thank you for asking me. (laughs) Well, I, you know, sometimes with people, I need to twist their arms a little bit and uh, every, <laughs> everyone's so modest. And, and I guess there's a couple of things you guys need to know about Carolyn. So first of all, I met Carolyn, we just worked out 14 years ago. Um, and Carolyn, like myself and like many of our coaches, has been a client of Positive Real Estate before she came on and took on the coaching role. And Carolyn, how long have you been coaching at Positive Real Estate now? Oh, I think it was since 2009 when I really started that. I was volunteering before that. So, yeah, <laughs> you were. You were awesome. Uh, so 12 <laughs> so twelve years, give or take, yeah? Yeah. Which is pretty impressive. So, um, and I think that's one of the key things here at Positive is so many of our coaches, like yourself, like myself, have been part of the coaching team for such a long time. And it's that ingrained experience over years, isn't it, that um, really helps get our clients' results. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about your journey with investing because, you know, you've you've come from the school of hard knocks in some respects. Um, you've pushed through stuff. And the thing that I think about when I think of you is your incredible mindset. And I remember, <laughs> I remember when we first met and I, maybe I'll let you tell that story because <laughs> you came along and you joined what, uh, sorry, you didn't join. You came along to an event. What happened? Well, I've been to many different events prior to that. Um, I was, I'll, I'll start back a little bit earlier than that. Sorry. And a lot of people I'm sure will resonate with, um, I was brought up with a very modest family, Um, you know, I was taught work hard and it will all be okay. I think over the years what I've realised is I've met so many beautiful people that work really hard but they don't always have the, you know, the the things at the end of the day to show for all that hard work. So, you know, that's a lovely trait to have and it's shaped me as a person but 
there's got to be a little bit, you know, a different way to do that. Work smarter, not harder, I guess is the, the adage. Um, but, look, I was brought up, um, you know, pay off your house, don't have debt, all that kind of stuff. My husband at the time was brought up even more conservatively, if I can say that, than myself. Beautiful, beautiful families, but really scared of debt. And I see this a lot when you sit with clients. I've heard of, you know, thousands of stories now, mm. and a lot of them are really scared of that debt or scared of losing what they've already already got. Yeah. Um, you know, I read books and, you know, people I'm sure can relate. You know, you've been to lots of different seminars and things. Um, my husband said no all of the time, like, no, we're not investing, we're not taking that risk. Um, things don't always work out as you plan. So we yep. separated, oh, gosh, back in year 2000, I think it was. And what do you think the first thing I wanted to do? Oh, my God, now I can invest, you know, <laughs> now I can make my own decisions kind of thing. Um, but what can't you do when you're a single mom on 35 grand income with two dependent kids? You can't get a loan. So I think I went to every lending institution in creation <laughs> and they all told me no. Um, went to different seminars, sat with different people. All I wanted was someone to tell me how to do it. I got right. told no in so many different ways. Um, I do remember one, it was the most terrible moment uh, of my life <laughs> almost, but it turned out to be the biggest gift I, I don't know if you've, you know, I'll, I won't mention who I'm talking about, but I went to um, a, a different seminar and, um, you know, <laughs> the gurus. Well, you do. We all do the research, right? Yeah. In the research, that's right. We, we went and I went and sat um, and said, you know, this is my situation. I really want to do it. This is what I, you know, I've got the, I thought I had the tenacity and the, but I just didn't know how. Um, I should have known when I walked into that room, there was, one table, one box of tissues in the middle of the table and all of the people in the company wore big black suits. So they, oh. they had big black suits. It was like, I was going to say the mafia, but what's that movie? The Matrix, you know, when they're all... all yeah, they all got the big black suits. You weren't given the red pill or the blue pill. You were given the box of tissues. <laughs> I was the box of tissues. I should have known. Yeah. Long story short, in that respect, he told me I didn't know what I want. I didn't know, you know, all the things. He really crushed me. I was crying. I did need the tissues. I cried all the way out the Eastern Freeway. I just sobbed and sobbed and thought, why am I trying? Why Why? Why is this so difficult? I just don't know how. Um, and somewhere down there, you know, half an hour, an hour later, all of a sudden something shifted and I went, right, how dare you? How dare you tell me that I'm not worth, you know, what I believe I'm worth, what I'm not capable of doing? I just don't know how to do it. I just don't know where to find that information. Um, so, so you went to see these people. So it was a seminar, like obviously positive real estate. We run the um, the information nights. We talk, mm -hmm. we give people a, an introduction into what investing looks like, what you got to think about, paying down debt, all of those basics. So you went along to something like that, and you got met with people that were quite um they've given themselves a yeah <laughs> put themselves on pedestals and yep. instead of inspiring and maybe giving you something to work with they basically I guess just shattered your dreams they didn't give you any any outcome that you could then go away and work on or anything like that but I will say it mm. was actually the biggest gift and I don't know if he meant right. to do that 
Um, I don't know if that's his intention. I think it was really all about him at the we'll Give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe, and we'll say I'm sure he was doing a Yoda moment. <laughs> it did it did actually really jolt me out of my my, you know, that state. And I said, right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna show you. And yep. I actually went, um, and I have heard this story a lot of times with clients, you know, new clients coming to me, is I'm just gonna buy property. So I can buy something for 135000 Where do I go? Tasmania. We'll go to remote Tasmania and we'll buy this. Well, I've got a connection with Tassie. Right. We'll buy a remote, you know, remote location, a little property, old property in Tassie. Um, you know, long story short, look, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I felt good. I felt I'm a single mum. I've got to show them. I showed them. <laughs> Within a week, I showed them. Um, wow. And jumping forward, as I know, as you, as we all know now, you know, it's not about how many properties you've got. It's what they're doing for you. Yeah. It wasn't about the fact, you know, I have sat with people with a number of properties, but, you know, with respect, they've got nothing. Mm. It, it wasn't doing anything for them in their particular situation. And this is where the strategy comes in over the yeah. years. You know, um, it's got to, it's, it's what it's doing for you, not just how many you've got. Yeah. Um, you know, it's um. I did go back to. I did find Jason and and Sam and and the team, and I do remember you all those years ago, Tab, um, in those presentations. Um, I think but, I was volunteering back then. <laughs> um, but positive real estate were really the only people that sat with me and said, "Well, yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, good job with what you've done, but you know." And they sort of actually, to be honest, and it's funny now that I sit here as a coach, they sent me away and said, no, you're not, you, you can't join Positive Real Estate right now. And that devastated me because I really liked, you know, Jason was in his jeans and, a, you know, just a nice shirt, very professional, but very a lot more relaxed, which was more the, uh, what I resonated with. Um, yeah. I just thought they were really real people. So I like that in the beginning, but, um, you know, they sent me away too. So it was like, right, what do I have to do? Give me a list. Yeah. It gave me, you know, I've got to improve my income. I've got to um, pay down a credit card. I had to, you know, how could I change? They gave me lots of little tips and tricks to change. They gave me six months to do it. I think I did it in three weeks. <laughs> what sort of things? What sort of things did you do? Because, went... <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We've got so much to talk about. I just wanted to say something. It's interesting. Like I know they turned, that they said to you um, that you didn't qualify right now, but it's also really important, right? And we still do that today. And and it's not that we turn people away saying, you're stuffed, we don't want to see you. <laughs> it's that often we'll say to people, listen, this is what you need to do because it's almost, it's pretty much unethical to take people on unless you can help and support them. Um, and I guess what they were doing with you was testing to see, did you have the tenacity yes. and mindset to work on this stuff? Like, um, I think one of my earlier podcasts with um, my client, Lauren, she was in a not dissimilar situation to you in that awesome mindset, absolute determination, single mom, starting from scratch, but had, um, and it took five years to get her her first property she had to save every single cent she didn't have equity or anything so um I, I think you have had your home when you started didn't you your family yeah. home your beautiful home and um 
but it was her mindset that got her there. And she's now gone on to do some cool stuff. So listen to Lauren's episode. Yeah. Yeah. So they were testing you. So what sort of stuff did you have to do to to sort out and get yourself Mm -hmm. in a position where positive could help you? Yeah, one of those, one was I had a $3,000 credit card and that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you've only got 35 grand income, that is a lot in your servicing. Yep. So I had yep. to pay that down. 10%, yeah. Um, which which led me to do redoing budgets and things like that. Now, they didn't tell me how to do that. It was yep. like, because I wasn't in mentoring, I didn't know, I just kind of made it up. But yep. it was the first time someone said, look, it could be possible if you do XYZ. So yeah. I didn't just get a no, it was, oh, okay, I'll go and see what I can do. So I left my job that I'd been at for ages and I went and got, and, and that was, um, I've worked at Cole's supermarket, I've been a cleaner, I'm actually a dressmaker. I'm I was going to say, don't you make dresses? <laughs> a seamstress by trade. But all of those things when you're self-employed as well, that, that is a little bit tough to get, like, you know, lending when you've been self-employed yeah. as well. So yeah. um, especially when there's only one income. So I actually went and got an, a job at an accounting firm. Now that, if you know me, that is not me. <laughs> it's not my forte. Um, but it actually really taught me, I'll just digress, it taught me a lot about the depreciation side of of real estate and oh wow there's much more to it you know you don't buy a property just for tax benefits but they are there so um I think everything's happened for a reason yeah absolutely but I wasn't cut out for the tax portal but anyway I did I got you know and I nearly doubled my income in that respect um paid off my credit card I improved my house um uh, the value of my house I went and painted the inside and paint's really cheap so Mm. you know um, redid the gardens. I went and got, there's an awesome product. This is a long time ago, but I'm sure it's been, you know, updated now. Yeah. You can paint the tiles. So, you know, there's little brown oh, tiles. Yeah. Not yeah. in some of these houses. You can actually use tile paint. Painted the, the bathroom, changed the taps. It, I think I added about 30000 back then, $30,000 of value, and I spent not even 1000 Wow. Um, yeah. And I, I did all of that in a, a matter of a few weeks to get right. bank valuation back there to, to then move. And then I still wasn't there, but I had met Jason's criteria. I had gone back. I said, right, yeah, I've done what you asked. You're serious. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, and I shouldn't say this really, I can't pay you just yet, but I'm willing to do whatever <laughs> So I scraped together the deposit and they just let me pay it off over time, which was awesome. The membership, um, yeah. Okay, the membership. But, you know, I I think I had the, the the mindset to do it, but I just didn't know how. So it was just a an amazing opportunity um, to do that. Oh, well, kudos so, to you. Because, <laughs> I mean, this is where we create our own opportunity, right? And, and there's that old saying that um, oppor- is it opportunity looks like hard work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you are one of the hardest workers I know um, for, you know, and, and you say that you've been brought up that hard, you know, work hard and it'll be okay. And that can be a default setting we go to. But you work hard with a lot of heart as well. Like I know how much you put into your clients today. And 
you know, how much time you spend and what you put in. And it's been evident in everything you do along the way since I've known you. You do an amazing job. I just wanted to make sure, yes, I, yeah. I did thank you publicly. <laughs> it's very nice. You know how I hate these things, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but I think the the key there for and what I take through to the coaching now is the it, it's what the person's willing to do to get the result we can it's like lead the horse to water but you can't make them drink and we we come across different personalities you know some people are really scared and really nervous some are gung-ho and then you've got it's almost the opposite it's, that's actually a bigger problem <laughs> um but taking that step is the is the hardest part or the bit that actually gets the result um I think when I did join the next or the biggest part that was really difficult was Jason actually he says right you got to move out of your own home you can't borrow yet so if you move out and you rent this was just one strategy yeah you might be able to do it then and I just sat back with my arms folded for about three months arguing with him I'm going, you don't understand. That's my forever house. I can't do that. Yeah, because tell them, tell everyone about your house. It's a beautiful <laughs> home um, in a lovely bushland setting in Melbourne, even though at the moment you're in Queensland, so we're not even going to go there. But <laughs> um, it's a beautiful. That's probably yeah. a different story in itself, but there was a lot of hard work that went into that house. Um, always stretching the boundaries, always going without eating two-minute noodles. I couldn't tell you how many times I've eaten two-minute noodles and baked beans because wow. I'm saving money. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And and it's just money awareness and what you're willing to do. It's it's a relationship with money, I think, and that's what I see with a lot of um, yeah. people that I sit with is, if you if you get it if you if you're aware and you get it um it's it's a hard thing to teach in, in some respects um but i've got an awesome budgeting exercise that people do i can i can tell you about that another day um, but um you know it's that was really tough it was the toughest thing i've ever done in my life i still stand by that today so you the emotional, moved out so you emotional, moved out so you had yeah. more options lending because and I'll just spell this out to everybody that may not be aware of these types of strategies. So, um, and uh, they work in different markets, right? So when interest rates are, are high um, and you might be single and you've got a big mortgage or a mortgage against your home and interest rates are high, it can be cheaper in some markets to rent and have somebody yeah. renting your property. Yeah. If your income is low, it actually helps your servicing if you go and rent something really cheap. Yeah. Now, in my case, it was really daily. I didn't look at anything different. I rented mine out for three fifty. I went and rented for three fifty. So nothing really in my daily life changed, except I just picked up picked up my stuff and moved to a different house. Mm. But a little thing called depreciation actually came into play. Ah, uh, because and it was now said, tax deductible. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, how much? How much do you want? And it was like, well, that was my kicker. Off we go. Um, uh, and then I actually rented for about ten years past there. Um, wow! Which was yeah, a bit of a bit of a um, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a story in itself. But there, um, but it's what yeah. you're willing to do. And I think um, making that taking that step is mm. sometimes people will present you with something that might be. A little bit foreign or um challenging but it's all you know and when i'm coaching i go okay option a option b option c yeah where will we be 
two years, five years, 10 years in each of those cases. Now, we don't have crystal balls. No one knows, you know, there's a lot of things we don't control, but um, it's what you're prepared to do. So, you know, there's lots of lessons in in that in itself. Um, Difference between taking action and not. I've seen that way too many times. Yeah, Um, yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is there's a couple there's a couple of key themes here. One of them is um, you've spoken a fair bit about some of the stuff that we absorb. So the lessons. So work hard and it'll be okay, and and all of that kind of stuff. And fear around money that you know that was in some of the people that you were close to, and and you were determined to to change your position. And it's really common, right? You and I, over the years of coaching, we'll see a lot of people that have inherited these stories around money and wealth. And I know it's interesting listening to people speak. I don't know if you've experienced this where somebody will say, oh, you know, I just I just want like maybe two or three properties. I don't want to be greedy. They'll use language like, yeah, like this. And and it's often an indicator of some stories around money that get in the way of our success. Is, is that fair? And and I think you've worked really hard to change old patterns of, um, of what we learn in our environment, right? Um, and then the other theme that I heard that's really prevalent in a lot of what you do is that everyone's got a choice and we can change our circumstances, but you've got to want it and you've got to decide what you're willing to do. Yeah. Now, you are quite unusual. I would have had probably <laughs> special. <laughs> I would have had probably maybe five clients over 14 years that would be prepared to do what you have been prepared to do. Go out and rent out of your much-loved home, um, you know, go out find new skills, get another job, double your income, like crazy stuff. You've gone out and bought a property. Did you buy it sight unseen in Tasmania? <laughs> I've had a feeling you would have. I need to tell you the rest of that story. The rest of the story is, so I bought it. It's just doing nothing. I mean, it's getting some income coming in. It's it's just not getting much depreciation because it was old. It was just there. But I felt good. Um I had, I don't, can't remember how many years I had it for, maybe three or four, but I was sitting with Jason for some more mentoring. As we do every month, we come and we, we talk to the coach. And I remember my meeting was just before mentoring. So I'd seen him, we were at, you know, that was the days we could do it face-to-face. Yeah. And we're in the coffee shop just next to the, motel, the hotel that we were doing it in. And I remember him saying to me, ah, that's rubbish. That's rubbish. You sell that. You just go and sell that. And then he did some numbers and we, you know, did all that. So in the time of my meeting between then and the mentoring, which was probably an hour, I had contacted one of my um, agents in Tasmania that I knew that I'd networked with. I'd contacted him. I said, remember those photos? Because I bought it from him. Remember those photos? Can you use those? I want it on the market. So it went on the market that night. By nine o'clock the next morning, so Jason's got to be really careful what he says sometimes because I'm like, oh, I've done it, right? And it's the best thing I ever did, by the way. Thank you, Jason. Um, by nine o'clock the next morning, we had, an, we had a cash offer from someone in Sydney, more than what I was asking for, 
cash, no finance clause, no building in pest. It needed a new roof. I hope he's never listening to this, this <laughs> podcast. But oh, by the way, yeah. quite unseen, and that's a lesson in itself. Yep. Um, cash buyer, more than what I wanted, and I sold it by lunchtime the next day. And I went back, and I remember I went back to Jason and went, done, sold. And he goes, what? <laughs> you do that. <laughs> yes. He goes, oh, perfect, babe. That's great. Um, but it sounds it, just like him too. <laughs> but, that, but that's the example of taking action. And I'll give you the kicker on that. Within six months after I sold that, now this was luck, mm-hmm. but it was an example of taking action and not yep. procrastinating, not sitting on the decision, not living in a story about, oh, no, that was important to me, it was a big achievement, or whatever story I might have had around that property, it was willing to do what the expert, you know, somebody that has done what I want to do. Yeah. I took his advice, um, got it on there, and within six months, unfortunately, in that area, the the timber mill, the paper mill, all of their employment, everything went complete. It shut. The whole part of Tasmania went into doom and gloom. Right. All the property market crashed there. There's no jobs, unemployment. And I was very, very lucky in that respect. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that. But um, yeah, when you were selling, no. I look back, yep. of everything happens for a reason. I always believe that. Um, yep. And that was the beauty of that story. But everyone's got a yeah. story. And you mentioned that before. You know, we can live in our story. What if, this would be really cool, if you could open your mind and say, well, what if, Yes, that story is very real and it's very, very personal and real to you. What if you could rewrite that story and what was on the other side was actually better? Mm, I know you just can't see it today, but I'm always open to other people's opinions and things on and taking on board what, you know, someone that knows more about it than I do, um, taking on their opinion on that. Because, yes, in a lot of cases when I've done that, in most all cases when I've done that, there's a better story on the other side. I just haven't been able to see it. You know that steps? What do they say? Those You don't have to see the top. You just take take the next step. It's it's very true. And once again, there's a whole heap of stuff that is coming up for me on that that I'd love to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) You would have heard me at the last mentoring workshop talking about um, the reticular, oh, my goodness, I can't remember the technical term, RAS. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of how our brain works um, and how how it helps us process information. And if we have a a negative story or a... um, or we filter, we're filtering stuff through a ne- negative perspective, we see more of that because our brain is trained to look for that. And often it's like a fear-based thing, right? And, um, and it's interesting because if you can reset your brain, it's not about being, you know, Pollyanna and going, you know, everything's fantastic all the time and I'm pretending and I'm not actually feeling that great. It's not about that, but it's about training mm. your brain to see opportunity and, I know it's Tony Robbins, um, love him or hate him, whatever you think of Anthony Robbins, um, but he does have some awesome, um, some awesome processes around success. And I think one of one of his things, which I think of you about, is he always says you've got to take massive action, right? And <laughs> I think it says it on there. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there's Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah, knowing is not enough. We must apply. Well, same. Yeah, what have I got there? Oh, the same one. There you go. <laughs> and I've got, what's that? An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Yes, very true. Very true. So um, I guess before we wrap up today, is there anything else that's really important that you want to impart as part one of my, my final question to you? Part two is actually a totally separate question. Tell me something that I don't know about you. <gasps> don't do that. You didn't prepare me for that. let you off totally scot-free. <laughs> you don't know about me. Well, you know that I do wedding dresses. That's not real. I do. But I only found that out recently, which I can't believe because I would have got you to make mine that time. Time. I work for positive real estate. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> true, 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 true. Jason would have had my hide <laughs> but taking um, you off focus. Yeah. I do. Having said that, I do try and do one or two a year because it takes oh. me away from constant yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My clients would know that, you know, you can call me pretty much any time and I, I'm tr- always trying to be there, but mm. that's not always healthy to do that 24-7. So the sewing actually takes me away from that. So it's creative, um, isn't it? Mm. You probably do know everything about me because all my V8 I'm sure I don't. passions are on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> um, well, we know we've, you've got Rusty. <laughs> little Rusty. He was sitting here begging two minutes ago. I, was I saw him walk past the little doggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just me and my kids, I moved to Queensland just recently, so um, sweltering in the heat, but, you know, I guess I'll get used to it. Um I think you know everything about me, Tab, pretty much. Oh, you're going to dodge that one. I'll let you off the hook. And um... <laughs> you're recording it. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> I will let you off the hook, I promise. And then anything else that, you know, people that might be looking at this podcast, they may not know positive real estate. They may not be part of our, um, our mentoring client group. Um, as far as having a successful result with property, like if you could – Go back 20, 30 years um, without ageing you and I. What advice would you give young Carolyn today if you could? If you could travel back in time. Hmm. What advice? I don't regret anything that I've done because I think everything that happens shapes you. Um, I agree. So I don't think I would actually change anything other than maybe give myself advice to focus more. Um, Tell me about that. I tend to do 10 things at once. And I think I can do all of these different things at once. And that's property investment, work, relationships, house, renovations. I can tell you renovation stories if you like another time, but um, (laughs) tell you what not to do, actually. But um, I think focus more and just do get the right advice early like I I didn't have the advice in my 20s you know my favorite thing is sitting with young people the quest the quality of questions that I'm getting asked these days is amazing and it just shows that there's so many young people out there that want to do this and want to do it right but they just don't know how so Mm. my advice to myself if I was 20 again would be don't try and do 10 different things. Do one really well yeah. and get the get the inside info, you know. Yeah. Do it right. Don't just try and make the mistakes and stumble through it. I thought I was 
invincible and I could do everything. I'll show him I'm going to get a property. Well, yeah, I did, but, you know. <laughs> um, okay, so it's so a good, good advice. And I think, you know, particularly pertinent in today's market because, you know, we see all through the press and all through um, social media about how tough it is for young people in particular at the moment to get a, that foot in the property market. Um, but I guess as we say in New Zealand, kia kaha, stay strong. <laughs> because <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> because <laughs> because every, every generation has its own challenges, doesn't it? Like for you and I, it was massively high interest rates. Like we're at what, 2.5% today, generally speaking. Oh, that's and cool. we, we, what were we at? Like I, I experienced 13 and 14%, but I know because I was back in New Zealand, but you... It would have experienced 17, yeah. 21, yeah, nuts. Yeah. yeah. It's all and different challenges. It, it, as you go through, there's different challenges. You've just got to be smart to get around the, you know, whatever's thrown the at challenge. you. always a way. And that's yeah. when I'm coaching clients. It's, okay, that's not great. That's not what we, you know, you might have planned. How do we get around that? You know, yeah. if a goalpost gets put up in front of you, how do we go around it? Yeah. But the best advice I can I can part is don't dwell in the why you can't do something the better question better quality question is how right not why I can't it's how how can I and how activates a different part of the brain than (laughs) can I Um, as a fact (laughs) I remember somebody telling me that never ask an accountant can I can I deduct this or can I always ask how can I because it, it forces the brain to be creative to find a solution. Tip. <laughs> the other thing I think I liked what you said about roadblocks because uh, another friend of both your yours and I, Scott, um, he always talks about the brick wall analogy and he'd always say a problem is a brick wall that is just testing you as to how badly you want it and it's just about finding a way to dismantle a hole in that wall or go around the wall or whatever it looks like, yeah? And, and a challenge could be someone's time poor. You know, you've got the money, you've got the, the equity in your property, but you're really busy. You know, I've got a, a lot of doctors, um, dentists in my, in my list. Their challenges are completely different to that. They just mm-hmm. don't have time. You know, they just want to know how do we do this most efficiently and make best use of what my position is. So there's all different types of challenges um, mm. along the way. So, yeah, yeah. I should have asked you how I get out of this instead of can I get out of it. <laughs> You've loved it. Don't lie to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it because, um, you know, getting to know some of the coaches and hearing your guys' experience I think is really, really important for people too. And, and you know, like... um. Uh, one of our property consultants, I said to her, Amanda, that I wanted to interview her. And she was like, oh, I'm just going to give you a list of what not to do. It's like, well, (laughs) that's, well, A, she's way underselling herself because she's been incredibly successful. But secondly, um, yeah, absolutely. What not to do is just as important as what to do. And And then we have the how do you get around it and how do you problem solve so it's what i'm hearing is it's a lot of problem solving yeah a lot of um creative coaching creative thinking (laughs) 
<laughs> Hence, you need the wedding, the wedding dresses because you tie your brain out with all your thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. All right, my love. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate today. And um, I know everyone will get heaps out of that. So Carolyn Weston, coach at Positive Real Estate. Thanks, hun. Awesome thank job. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.